What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. And this is episode 88. Zach, 88 miles per hour. This is like an auspicious one. 88. 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts. We got something special for your friends now. This is actually appropriate. <laughs> yeah, frankly, right? Because we are playing around with some time sequencing here. So if you've oh, been listening true. to our episodes in order, you already know what this episode is going to be. Uh, in fact, if you're paying attention to the title of the episode, you know exactly what this is going to be. Um, honestly, even I know what this is going to be. But I would hope you understand and know what this is going to be, Brent. Right. Because, I mean, I'm the one who's mixing it, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Uh, when we recorded this about a month ago, it was more like three weeks ago, but it was a while ago. Okay, just to um, clarify, we're not talking about like this introduction. This introduction no. we're recording right now. Yes, we're we are recording the rest of it, which we recorded a month ago. Yes. Or so. Uh, we had hoped to put the the next segment inside our uh, season four recap, but um, Zach, I don't that, know if you noticed, but uh, it ran a little long. <laughs> it, it it was it was more than double length. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. We had so much fun. Oh, yeah, it was, it was great a great time. to talk with David and to have Julie Absolutely. on and and mm-hmm. such. Uh, and I can say that because it's not spoiling because these are in the past for you. Yes. If you're watching these in order, listen. Yeah, I mean, technically, in it's in the future for us because I'm still working on mixing it. So, That's yeah, true. hence, hence the 88 mile an hour joke. It, yes. We got our timelines all mixed up right now. Yep. So, are we in 85, 55, or 2015? Oh, I would take any 20, of those over yeah, 2020. <laughs> 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 any of the above? We can. <laughs> oh. But anyway, uh, instead of uh, this little segment getting popped into our season four recap in back over there, instead, this is going to be recap part three, son of recap. So, um, yeah, I know it's a it's a real it's a real exciting title. I came up with it this morning. Well, you know, we were talking and you said, hey, let's just uh, do this. And I'm like, OK. And so we mm-hmm. did. Um, so we did. And so there's our show. It's our show. If you don't like yeah. it, make your own show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, pretty exciting so, thing. Yeah. Um, Brent, mm-hmm. we have yammered enough. Shall we, we, we just cue this thing up? Honestly, we it? should just, we should just do this. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so Brent, yeah. we have a very special treat for you and for our listeners today. Mm-hmm. Um, I am quite frankly, just giddy with excitement because we get a chance today to talk with the executive producer of Stargate SG-1, Joe Malozzi. That, that, this is fantastic. This, this is, is so exciting. Welcome, Joe. I am, I'm having a hard time speaking my words because I'm excited. <laughs> but uh, it is a tremendous honor and a privilege and a pleasure to have you join our little podcast here. Uh, so thank you very much, much for joining us today. You're welcome, Max. That's a very uh, hard intro to uh, to follow. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to contain my excitement a little bit. Um, but with that, let's uh, jump into uh, some of the questions we have. So, sure. In our show, uh, whenever somebody new comes onto the show uh, for either a new writer or a new director or a new actor or something, 
uh, I like to go into IMDb and kind of look at what some of their beginnings things were. And, and I often mention the first thing that they did. And according to IMDb, your first thing was Whimsy's House as a writer. Incorrect. Actually, incorrect. incorrect. Well, when, uh, oh. The first thing I ever wrote as a writer was an episode of an animated series called The Busy World of Richard Scarry. My story was Patrick Pig Learns to Talk. It was a seven-minute short that launched my career. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We're getting the skinny here. This is fantastic. Yes. Which is why I always tell first-time writers you know, they always are looking to break into sort of TV or film. I always tell them to actually try to break into animation first because that's what I did. They're more receptive to do, to new writers. You can hone your craft, you get paid, yeah. and then ultimately you can, you know, you're, you work your way up into live action. Sure. Cool. So uh, with, so recognizing that IMDb is wrong there, yes. um, uh, but Whimsy's House, The Little Lulu Show, Animal Crackers, and of course, The Busy World of Richard Scarry are some of your first things. Uh, and now you're more known for science fiction writing from Stargate to uh, Utopia, uh, exactly, um, Dark Matter, etc., etc. Um, so uh, how did you make that transition? Uh, what was that like? Um, and in my head, those are really, really different things. So how'd that happen? Yeah. I mean, I started animation from, you know, shorts to half hours. And then I made my, my then writing partner and I made the leap to half hour live action. We did a series called, uh, student bodies. And then we went from half hour live action, uh, teen sitcoms to one hour kind of action adventure shows. And then from there we got a shot uh, to write for Stargate. In fact, I did to pitch Stargate in season four. They were looking for staff writers and we pitched uh, an episode. We pitched actually a couple of episodes, but the one we sold was um, what would turn out to be the episode Scorched Earth. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so that was the first episode, a script we wrote, and that's what got us our gig. And uh, Stargate was supposed to be a two-year gig because the series was supposed to end with season five, but you know, we, you know, as you know, season six ended up landing on Sci-Fi Channel, and then we kept on getting picked up and picked up, mm -hmm. and then we did Atlantis, and then we did Universe, so it was, you know, quite a ride. And now, your writing partner, was that Paul Mully, even before Stargate? Yes, that's correct. So, this is uh, off the topic, but uh, do you and Paul keep, continue to write together now, or... No, actually, you know, we were writing partners or, or we're writing partners for quite a while. But we found that, you know, once we landed on Stargate, we were just got so busy. Initially, we would write together in the same room and bounce ideas off each other. And then ultimately, we got so busy that, you know, we would pitch the script back and forth. Uh, and then it got to the point where we just write scripts separately. But we were sharing uh, screen credit because at the time I was writing more originals and he was rewriting uh, more of the in-house scripts and not getting credit for them oh. or pay. So mm -hmm. out of fairness, mm -hmm. we ended up sharing the credit. Um, but, I mean, we hadn't really been writing together since, I think, I want to say like Stargate Season 7. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, shifting gears a little bit uh, away from the, the professional stuff, um, what do you like to do when you're not working on television? What are some of your own personal hobbies? You know, I'm uh, I'm a, I'm an avid reader. I'm not reading as much as I like as I as I as I usually do, but I, I try to read anything and everything. I mean, I've been a big sci-fi fan for most of my life, so mm -hmm. a lot of sci-fi, a lot of comic books, um, anime. 
Um, and then really, you know, as a writer, even if you're not working on a project, you kind of are because you're always kind of trying to set up the next project. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're always thinking about new ideas for TV shows or coming up with pitches. You always have to have balls in the air because you never know what's going to land. So uh, speaking of uh, projects and you don't know what ball is going to land, uh, any current projects that you're working on that you're excited about? Uh, I am. You know, I, I've got, I think, six or seven projects on the go. One, um, one is really at, at the pitch development stage. It's, it's a comic book uh, adaptation mm-hmm. um, for one of the big two publishers. I can't say who, but it's a comic book mm-hmm. that I love. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, I, I'm working on two. I just actually signed this deal to, to develop a pilot script and series overview for two sci-fi shows. Uh, one that will, um, one is kind of a, a, a near future sci-fi mystery mystery. And the other one is a far future, uh, show that, that combines the four things I love most, uh, science fiction, anime, gaming, and K-pop. Um, Ooh. and so that one should be like, very <laughs> nice. yes. Uh, and I'm working on an adaptation of a fantasy series, um, mm-hmm. a really actually unique fantasy series that um, I guess uh, sadly I can't really reveal uh, no yeah <laughs> and, and, actually, but, uh, and I have actually two time travel series in play I'm a huge fan of time travel yeah. I mean the time loop episodes are, are, are my favorite so you know <laughs> I wrote, uh, yeah. two time uh, uh, time travel shows that I'm actually out pitching right now cool excellent so we uh, Zach and I just finished watching season four. So um, I told you a little bit about the premise of our little podcast. Um, I am currently watching Stargate SG-1 for the very first time. And Zach has seen it just a bunch of times. So mm-hmm. uh, what we do is that we watch an episode a week and uh, uh, kind of dive into it and really kind of talk about it. Uh, we also like to talk about it within the context of its time. And season four wrapped in uh, 2000. Uh and uh, you know, finished airing in 2001. And we have noticed that um, Stargate is starting to make that shift, as a lot of sci-fi, or a lot of shows in general at that time did, from very episodic television to more season-long story arcs. And we've been bringing up things like the beloved and influential Battlestar Galactica, which is just a few years in the future uh, you know, from where we are within the Stargate arc. And, of course, that involving style is reflected in SG-1 as we're watching it. But... What do you like about the episodic style? Like, what does that give you? What challenges or opportunities exist in the episodic versus the season long? And then kind of related, like we're kind of seeing television taking another turn now with the binge style, right? Mm -hmm. Like 25 episodes are being launched all at once and it's expected that people watch it start to finish. Like, are there different storytelling opportunities in each of those styles? And is there one that you like in particular or not really? Or do they all... Go for it. Come you know, well, I mean, SG-1 and Atlantis were very much uh, episodic, standalone mm-hmm. stories. And, you know, the thing that I always loved about SG-1 and Atlantis is that, uh, you know, it allows you to tell a variety of, sh- of stories. I mean, one episode could be a horror episode. Another one could mm-hmm. be kind of like a more mm-hmm. comedic mm-hmm. episode. You can do like a, kind of more a hard sci-fi episode, maybe one about exploration. And, you know... Th- 
there was always a challenge of, I, I think it's actually harder to, uh, to, to, to come up with those standalone stories, like really good mm. standalone stories that have a beginning, middle and end. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and getting those is always very satisfying. I remember actually at the end of season four, Paul and I, I mean, you know, I, I think back to the episodes we did, I mean, Point of No Return, Window of Opportunity, mm-hmm. Scorched Earth, Chain Reaction, The Curse. I mean, they were all standalone stories. And I remember we were so exhausted at the end of season four and we were thinking, you know, Paul came into my office and said, I don't know how we're going to come up with, you know, original stories for season five. I mean, I'm always <laughs> out. Uh, but one of the great things about Stargate, which was, you know, kind of a blessing and a, a curse, it was a blessing for the writing department, but a curse for anyone trying to come on was the fact that it was the backstory and mythology was so replete that, you know, it, it, it was so complex at times that it was, it was hard to get your, wrap your head around everything. But, you know, as the show goes on and you create that backstory and those, 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 you know, uh, those storylines and, you know, those, that, those are the, um, the areas you can revisit and go back to. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what we did. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, universe on the other hand was a lot more serialized. I mean, there were episodic elements, but it was, it was heavily serialized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think now I, I you know, if, if I was given a choice, I would do something like I did on, on, on dark matter, which, um, you know, you, you establish an overarching mystery and overarching character uh, yeah. arcs, but you still maintain that episodic, uh, structure so that you know you give fans or viewers the satisfaction of at least having some conclusion to your uh, yeah. you know weekly sure. yep. adventure. Yep. Zach, a little off script. There uh, early on, we you told me about somebody who had written basically the Stargate Bible for the series, um, and I can't recall that person's name. I want to say that was was that Robert Cooper? Mm, no. No. Well, we we had a little trivia piece quite a while ago about mm-hmm. uh, you know so and so was really influential in creating the backstory of it. Was yeah. there a, Joe? Was there a lot of like you know studying up to do on it, or was it just kind of you know? Actually, yeah. How does that go? Like, if you're walking in cold, are you expected to like read through or watch the old uh, episodes to sort of get yeah. boned up on the story? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to to be honest with you. Um, even before we pitched for the show, I checked out Stargate SG One. I thought, oh, this is really cool, mm-hmm. I, you know. And mm-hmm. I saw what turned out what was the admittedly the worst episode they'd ever produced, an episode called Emancipation. Yeah, I can't watch this show. And then uh, Robert Cooper, his agent, uh, we we actually shared an agent with Robert Cooper, and, and we heard that they were looking for staff writers. And yeah. so our agent approached us, and I was like. I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this show. I'm, I'm sorry. But they yeah. ended up sending us scripts oh, from season three. <laughs> uh-huh, and I ended uh-huh. up reading the scripts and I was like, actually, this show is really good. I don't know yeah. what happened. And so, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody so knows. <laughs> that's how we ended up pitching and, and, and landing on the show. Nice. Well, we are glad that you landed on that show because yeah. uh, you and Paul and, and Robert and and the whole team just created something that's absolutely amazing and endearing and enduring. Um, delightful. Delightful. Yeah, uh, it, it, it created, you know, two spinoff shows. Uh, we you even got a cartoon out of it, although that's not quite canon <laughs> and not quite good. Uh, have you seen any of Stargate Infinity? I have not, although... You know, when I started on, on, on Stargate, I was gifted a box of VHS tapes of the entire 
uh, run of the animated series. And I think that box was handed down from writer to writer. writer. And, uh, you know, I was just fortunate enough to basically stick around uh, (laughs) whilst that box sat uh, in my office, unfortunately unwatched. Yeah, so I can't even pass judgment on it. So maybe it was good. I don't know. It was a number of years ago. uh, My wife and I were in like Target or Walmart or something, and we saw this uh, box set for this animated Stargate. Uh, or maybe she saw it on Amazon. Now I don't remember specifically, but she picked it up, and and so we've watched the first couple of episodes, and it was so atrocious that we <laughs> haven't been able to finish it yet. Mm. Um, and it's just been years and years. And so Brent and I, we have a uh, a little Patreon thing going. If we get enough folks uh, g- uh, giving us money for the Patreon, uh, we will subject ourselves to Stargate Infinity. Uh, and uh, I. I I'm kind of hopeful, hopeful, and also scared at the same time. <laughs> it's it's um, it's probably going to be a pretty good experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's we um, we're suckers for punishment, I suppose. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with all of the Stargate that has come in the past, uh, there have been rumors and hopes and dreams that maybe more Stargate is in the future. Um, what do you know about that that you can share if there is anything? And also, what might be things that our listeners could actively do to encourage the powers that be uh, to bring more Stargate to the screen? Well, I do know that Brad Wright, who was the co-architect of all three Stargate shows, mm-hmm. um, has been working on a fourth series uh, with MGM. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's kind of an awkward time now because of the, the pandemic and, and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. how, how things are. So that kind of, a, I'm sure it's thrown a wrench into the mix, but I know that he's hard at work trying to set up that fourth series and really it comes down to obviously timing with this pandemic pandemic, but also, um, finding the right home for it because it's, you know, it's kind of a bizarre TV uh, I don't want to call it a wasteland, but you know, sometimes I'm left scratching my head at at at, at what gets uh, picked up mm. and mm. what gets mm-hmm. canceled sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Stargate, with its pre-existing fan base, would be a huge boon to any broadcaster. And you know, of course, I mean, you know, if you're going to do a poor Stargate series after so long, you know. You, you would have to create a show that would stand, up, you know, stand apart from the other shows. But at the same time, a show that would be in canon and pay tribute to what came before, meaning mm-hmm. there's a right, possibility right. to revisit old storylines, old characters in a way that basically doesn't confuse new, new, new viewers. Right. And if anybody could pull that off, it would be Brad. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really a matter of fingers crossed and, you know, letting, you know, broadcasters and networks know reminding reminding them that the fandom is still out there let you know netflix and apple and amazon and fox and you know whoever else peacock and hbo max and disney know that stargate fans are you know still out there and and very eager for new product Mm -hmm. yeah little tweet storms or big tweet storms. exactly yep yep well, Joe, this was absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for chatting with us. This has been such a pleasure and an honor to talk with you today. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. So 
Uh, after we finished that episode or episode, after we finished that interview, we hung up the we hung up our virtual phone, and I looked at Zach, and with a big grin on my face, I said, "Dude, we just interviewed Joe Malozzi. We just interviewed <laughs> Joe Malozzi. Ah, <laughs> that was exciting. Hell yeah. Um, you know, so Brent, a little uh, bit of honesty here. Mm. I don't always listen to our episodes. Uh, after yeah. the fact mm-hmm. um that's okay but i think i'm probably gonna listen to this because this is an interview with joe freaking Malozzi. yeah 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 i Which didn't is- expect when um so when you and i were having pizza or it wasn't was it at the pizza ranch was that where we so i we came over we visited you and i we were having lunch no it was in that one mexican restaurant and um oh yeah yeah, and we were sitting there just jibber jabbering about stuff, and you said, and I can't remember exactly how the conversation went, but it basically went along the lines of, you know, I've been wondering about maybe making a podcast, says Zach, and I, you know, look up from my um, from my wet burrito probably, and uh, knowing that I have had plenty of experience making podcasts in days when you had to handcraft your podcasts with a stick and a piece of rock. Versus now, where you just walk up to the podcast dealership and you get one for like $99 down. Um, I don't know. That joke was really funny in my head. Yeah. uh, You know, Brent, I'll laugh at you. (laughs) At me. Oh, thanks. Gee. Gee whiz. But anyway, the point is that when I was having my wet burrito, I did not think in a million years (laughs) that I would actually participate in talking to one of the showrunners. (laughs) I know. You know, I'm like... Hey, I love this show. Let me introduce it to my good friend Brent. Let's do yeah. a podcast on it because it would be fun. Uh, sure. You know, I've listened to a whole lot of other podcasts about shows like this, so let's do one with Stargate because why not? And mm-hmm. then I'm like, this will be fun. We can do this for ten years, and then we just have something to remember. And great. Yep. And here we are. Now I'm sitting here like I had a conversation. The showrunner. You know? And I mean, the, the, this this is this is like like this is like famousness here yeah 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 he's still like working in television there is uh i saw a thing with a thing where it was uh him on a different zoom call with other people from stargate and they were talking like they knew each other because they do yeah (laughs) and 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 he and he talked to us little you know peon guys from midwest from that exact same location i was recognizing the background i'm like yeah that was that that, those were the paintings that were up when he talked to us Anyway, that, that 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 exciting thing would not have been possible were it not for you listeners that actually listen to this thing. That's true. Um, you know, like, I, I, I don't know one way or the other how willing he would have been to do the interview uh, had we had a smaller listenership or if we had started or, you know, if we hadn't been quite as uh, for as for as long. Um but you know what helped? It helped that I had our download numbers and it helped that I had our, our you know, total number of uh, folks that we listened to because, yep. you know, yep. bigger numbers matter with these types of things. And so, uh, friends, um, y'all literally made that happen for me. <laughs> so thank Absolutely. you very, thank you very much. much. Uh, and uh, just to follow up on one of the final questions we asked him, we asked him mm-hmm. what was happening in the world of Stargate. Yep. Um, and he was a little bit coy about some things that are happening. Uh, since that interview, he has since gone on the record and say that we are five out of seven chevrons towards a new Stargate series. Uh, oh, whoa, 
Quite a while ago, somebody asked me, Brent, how on earth are you able to only watch one episode a week? Aren't you going crazy? And I have to admit that though uh, I I plan on staying on pace for no other reason than it's pretty integral to Zach, you're my project. Mm-hmm. If we were talking about two episodes a week, we'd be going on too long. Um, but uh, I, I feel it, friends. I feel it. I feel the desire to be like, all right, like. Now I really kind of be want I want to be watching this stuff like regularly. I want this thing to be moving at a clip, and so uh, that's pretty exciting, and that's a lot of fun. Well, we will finish uh, SG one if we go continue at the same the same pace. We'll finish SG one S ish ish SG one SG one. We'll finish. Welcome to Stargate. Hey, I'm wow. I'm Sean Connery. Talk today. You are listening to this series, Stargate. Yeah. Um, in what did we take oh, about two uh, two seasons a year? Yeah. So we've got uh, six seasons left. So that's about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got five, six, seven more seasons. So that's another, th- you know. So we'll finish this project in like seven years or so. Um, uh, <laughs> and then if they create new Stargate, what I'm gonna try to f- have to figure out is whether I start watching. Um, the new series right away, or oh, I'm going to watch it right away. What am I? Of course say? you will. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. Plus, it will still be. It'll. It'll keep. It'll keep the show, the the premise of our little thing fresh because yeah. you will have seen it and you'll have uh, digested it, and I will not have. And we can, you know, it'll. it'll keep Although the same, you know, the same I I have to admit, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, Brent, but uh, there are. Like the, the the last season of Atlantis and the second season of Universe, I have actually not seen. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, so it will be we'll be walking through it together, Zach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll see. Um. What happens with that? So if the new sh- series actually does come out, and depending on what's happening in there and whether I need to, I may binge watch those seasons to make sure that I have the context I need to move mm, forward with the new series. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Uh, anyway, we'll see. But that's exciting news. And of course, five out of seven chevrons is not seven out of seven chevrons. But and it's more than half. so, but it's still, you know, it it's it's there. It's there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So um, we're excited what's, about what, it. What's my uh, thing? Like five out of seven is a pretty good story. It had some things to improve, but it's 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 all right. Yeah. Yep. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, it depends on if you had a bagel or an English muffin. And this morning I had pancakes. Ah, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, um, Brent, before we wrap this up, we do need to mm-hmm. remind everybody that uh, we do have a Patreon. And if you yep. want to, you can join us on the Patreon. That's wa- patreon.com slash walking through the Stargate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can join us there. There's lots of different tiers that give you access to a number of uh, ways to influence what we watch. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, we announced this just in the last podcast, and I say it again now, uh, we are starting a secondary uh, podcast with uh, David and I mm-hmm. uh, are going mm-hmm. to host that, and we're going to, it's called The Other Side of the Gate, a Walking Through the Stargate podcast, uh, and we are going to be, uh, it's not going to be an every week thing, it's going to be a when it needs to happen thing, and we're going to look at uh, how these various episodes affect the future of Stargate, and looking ahead to, um, you know, with, with you, Brent, I can't talk about how nope. this affects um, 
you know, future episodes and, and how this is the foundation for other things. And so yep. we'll talk about those types of things on that podcast. And that will be a Patreon-exclusive podcast at first. So yep. if you want to get those right away when they come, uh, then go ahead and jump onto Patreon and help us out there. Um, uh, but uh, as we've said constantly, uh, there will come a time in the future uh, when when we will take those episodes and put them on the main feed. So if you are not able to uh, be part of the, the Patreon, you'll still get access to them. Uh, you just might get them. Well, you'll get them later. It'll just be, you know, a little bit later. later. We're not sure Something. exactly how long later, but, you know, you'll get them. You'll get them. Don't em, you but, worry. But if you want them right away when but they you want happen. you them now. Um, and, uh, you, just, you know, we are looking at doing a podcast shortly after the second episode of season five, uh, where the current story arc kind of comes to its conclusion. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's going to be roughly the middle of October or so. So get Super on board. excited. Do, 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 do. Now, I won't be able to listen to it. I'm just excited that it's happening. Yeah. And I'm really excited that people that are listening to our show, because I'm 98% certain that the majority of the people that are listening to the show, they're getting they're, they're getting the joy out of listening to me geek out about it because they know the future. And so being able to enjoy that kind of future knowledge conversation with you two, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad yep. for that. Yep. Um, so uh, that's coming up. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Stargate Walking. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also on Facebook. We've got a Walking Through the Stargate Facebook page and Facebook group. Yep. Uh, join us there and uh, throw out whatever your Stargate-related stuff is and just you know have fun with this. Um, yeah. Because this is a space for us to, to be nerds uh, about yeah. something that we love. Mm -hmm. So Totally. Uh, anything else that we need to talk about, Brent? No, I think that's All right. it. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the interview and uh, join us next time as we uh, enter into the beginning of season season five. five. Yes, enemy. Super excited. Yep. Yep. Cool. So uh, join us then. Uh, until then, I'm Zach, and I'm Brent, and this has been Walking Through the Stargate. See you next time. Bye. Carter, dial it up. Get these people home. <laughs>